Uh, my name is Anthony Wayne Jones Jr. and I'm exec sous chef at Red Rooster Overtown. This, this, is, this is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, you guys are in for a treat because I'm going to feed you with business, but I'm also going to feed you when you come to Miami. And I know all of you want to come to Miami. You'll know where to go. Red Rooster. When you see this young chef, you'll say, hold on, that's a young guy. Man, and he still has his hair, good hairline. So, you know, he's doing his thing. I got Chef Anthony Jones of the Red Rooster. And don't get it confused, folks. Red Rooster in Miami is different than Red Rooster anywhere else. So, you know, welcome, Chef. How are you doing today? Thank you, Kellen. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Blessed. Man, you are blessed by the best. Uh, um, You know, being a young chef, Tell the people, how has the journey been? Because you were running things, and that's my eye. He's telling folks, do this, do that. And he's not Gordon Ramsay being rude about it. He's really running the Red Rooster, which, folks, if you go to the please don't think you're going to get a discount or a deal. You need to come with your full wallet and be prepared because it's fine dining. But how did you get you know started with, you know, um, the cooking and then becoming a chef and then really running the place. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. So like pretty much for most of my life, I, uh, wanted to, you know, have a hands-on job, whether it be plumbing, like, like my father or, uh, some, something to do with plants like botany. And it wasn't until pretty much tail end of middle school, I saw an episode of the uh, original iron chef, the Japanese version, and just like seeing them and how they work with food and how they handle food that, that just, it opened my mind to to a brand new possibility that I never could have imagined. And like literally ever since then, like I remember the next day I went to school and I told my my science teacher, I said, like, you know, Miss Miller, I think I'm gonna change up, you know, my 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 programs, my classes. I'm gonna go for, for culinary. And like she literally called my grandmother that same day after school and was like worried, crying over the phone, like, I can't believe it, Anthony is changing his careers up, blah, blah. But yeah, ever ever since then, I've I've literally been doing nothing but cooking, focusing on food, a hundred and ten percent. Well, it's one thing because I mean, my first job, I was a waiter, and then I actually got to cook a little bit, um, and you know, had various jobs as a young person. You know, before right. um, I, I could, you know, real young. You might not even been born. Black don't crack. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but but it's one thing to like maybe get a position. But what was your like first job in a restaurant? Oh my! My first job, I was literally slinging pizzas at uh, at Lido Pizza uh, back home in in Calvert County. So yeah, that was my wow. first job. I was I was your your average pizza boy rolling out all the dough, flour everywhere, tomato sauce, like just you know, it was crazy. And and, and can you tell people because now I know your your salary has you know gone you know, way up. How did you like, what was the start? Because people sometimes yeah. think, man, you know, give them the game. You know, like it, it's funny. I like, especially now because I always, I always tell, tell cooks. And I just try and educate people that like the money eventually will always come to you. As long as you have the, the, the skill set and the dedication to achieve it. Like you can't just expect out the gate to make $80,000, whether you went to school or not, there, there's still, especially in our, our profession, 
you 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 have to do do that grind to a certain degree like you have to fight for it and uh and my my first paycheck i was i was like working 30 hours a week i think it was maybe two two hundred and fifty dollars maybe at best i mean minimum wage was like five or sixteen or no five or six dollars back then so like my 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 first check was nothing but to me it was the world but in, in like hindsight it was nothing wow wow so do not disrespect disregard small beginnings folks you know that yeah. that check and i'm sure you learned a lot after that you know how did you where did you elevate or or move to because i mean you did get people are going to google you and they're going to say well he got ten thousand dollars and he was the <laughs> chop champion of course he's there so they're just going to think that you went from pizza to ten thousand dollars and that sweet so what was the next step after that yeah no so i mean uh obviously like i, I stayed at Lido's for qu quite a few years you know uh the the manager the, the gentleman that owned the building uh he was he was a great boss you know he had he had a great uh skill set in managing people when when he saw potential like he would he would give his time and attention to you and uh he actually helped me uh grow within the company i became kitchen manager at, like i think 18 years old so like it was you know he gave me a good amount of responsibility at such a young age and he just helped nurture that. And literally, uh, after, after high school, I took, I took a year off to travel and have some fun a little bit and then went right into college, went to Johnson Wales, the Charlotte campus, uh, you know, went there, graduated my two years and I literally came, came back home. Believe it or not, I came back to good old Calvary County, uh, Southern Maryland and started working again. Uh, you know, I called, called on my boss. Obviously, you know, he's like, of course I have a job for you, but I don't think it's going to be fun. But, uh, you know, it, I, I went back to slinging pizzas and, you know, cooking steaks and stuff like that. And I, I found an opportunity at a restaurant. It was uh, pretty much the only fine dining establishment we had back home uh, back then. It was a uh, West Lawn Inn. So I went and went in there, applied as Sue. Uh, I got got the position and, you know, I worked I worked hard. Uh, I worked under under Christopher Higgs and. Uh, he doesn't work in the business anymore, but I, I give, I give Chris, he's, he's one of the, the, the foundations, one, one of the pillars to helping, helping me become the man and the chef that I am today, because he drilled into me what a hard work ethic is and what a proper chef should be. That, that man was on the line with me every day, every day. If I was there, he was there and he, he would get in there before I would even get into the door. Uh, we washed dishes together, pots and pans together, cooked the line together, screamed at each other when we got angry. But like he, he's, he's literally, literally my, my brother to this day. Like I have so much respect for him and everything I accomplish from now until the end of time, he, he will always get, get credit for it. Now, you know, you talked about seeing TV and being inspired so parents out there don't think kids don't learn i be, i remember back in the day tv can't teach you nothing it's the idiot box okay my <laughs> whole my whole business is because of what i saw in that idiot box and we right. were you know revamped it to the youtubes the tiktoks and the different platforms and exactly. your your own server but tell the people how real is it when we see chefs you know yelling back and forth we, we know who is famous for it you know gordon ramsay you know but is that is that all for tv or does it really get hot and heavy like that i mean you you have to imagine like the kitchen is it's it's a it's a hot space all the equipment is is 450 degrees or, or hotter so it is it is a a humid just just box of heat frustration stress sweat 
uh, XYZ, different personalities all bundled together. And, you know, there, and there are moments when, you know, you get angry and you get frustrated, uh, but, and not, not every kitchen's the same, you know, there, you know, some, some kitchens, you always have that one or two uh, yellers, the ones that are always going to yell, always going to scream, no matter how small or big the issue might be. Uh, but my mindset has always, always been, and mainly because of my upbringing, you know, you, you treat others how you want to be treated. And I, I will never yell at an individual during, during service or, or outside of service, you know, because that's not the respect that I want to receive. So I make sure that I always give them their due, due respect. Now, if, if, if they mess something up, trust me, they're not getting away scot-free. We're going to have a talk after the shift. Uh, you know, we're going to have a one-on-one and just go over it and talk it out. You know, we're adults. But like I at, at no point in time in my life do I want to belittle someone to, to to gain anything. Oh, that's that's good because it doesn't take all of that, you know, especially when you're talking about a team. Now, you know, many people think um, they say chefs, it's is it male dominated? And of, of course, you know, in the household, people think women run things, but men are the be- best chefs. I'm, I'm saying that because I feel like a sous chef. I carry a title as. F at times in my house though right so with the the me too movement and how things are going are you seeing more women and also chefs are knowing for being a little randy and frisky how has that <laughs> yeah how well, has, yeah <laughs> well it, you know the restaurant industry especially in kitchens that's always been a uh a tough history for us and, uh, you know, in no way, shape or form is it appropriate, but uh, the, the kitchen is a weird dynamic of, of bandits, pirates, uh, savages and saints. Like we're kind of just all mixed in there. And, uh, you know, it's it's as I was saying earlier, it's not it's not condoned and it shouldn't be the case. Uh, but like luckily for me personally, like I'm, I'm blessed with a, a strong female leadership team, actually, at Red Rooster where predominantly like it's it's almost a 50 50 split for us between okay. two males and females and uh right now we have two back house managers two uh female chefs and they you know they help me run the restaurant amazingly no when you said pirates anybody yeah. i have more listeners than anything but for those right. who are watching on youtube i am wearing the orlando pirates jersey soweto south africa stand up um it's it's all good sabona but um with with that whole dynamic being a young person i'll tell you a story never told this story on air before when i was 16 15 16 later i got sexually harassed every day by miguel at coco's but he never touched me and he always was hey okay and he had a guy hey Kellen, you your muscles and i was working out football player and all, all that right but right. I, I i we didn't know what sexual harassment was the way we know yeah. it now and we're just exactly. like hey you know how how has that dynamic been because i've seen other i've had other situations where things get you know misinterpreted and you're like no but we're having conversation at the kitchen the restaurant it's fun how have you dealt with that as a young man black young man yeah. um yeah. and now you're running things yeah i mean it's uh it, it's definitely difficult you know because you don't want to say anything that could be misinterpreted like like you just said so you know you're, you're always thinking very carefully about everything you say how you phrase it how you word it how it's structured before you even deliver it 
Uh, you know, like if if I do have to have a conversation with a staff member and if, you know, it happens to be a female, then obviously, you know, just not necessarily for, for my own sake, but for that staff member's sake, I want them to feel as comfortable as possible. So I'm always make sure there's another female staff member available or just around like right there in that spot, because at no point in time do I want anyone to feel comfortable talking to me or socializing because, you know, at the end of the day, I am I am their boss. But we're we're literally on on the same the same ship, the same team trying to accomplish the same goal together. And I just want us to just get there at that finish line and just be happy and just be able to look back at everything we accomplished. So, I, you know, that that would be my advice if I was trying to give it to anyone is just always trying to put yourself in, in their shoes. And just because you might feel comfortable, you always have to have to have the perception that they they don't have your upbringing. They don't have your, your history and your background. So it's it's you know, you have to be knowledgeable and, and reciprocate that that respect and those boundaries. And for those of you who maybe never worked in a restaurant or your mind doesn't go into left field like mine can, let me give you mm -hmm. an example. If, you know, Anthony is being told, hey, how do you like the cake? And say, well, well it's really not moist. Well, you like it more, Anthony? I love it moist. It has to be that. That could be taken nowadays into, well, he, for sure. did, he liked it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, yeah, you, <laughs> words are, there's some certain words that are just like, like triggers. You have to be careful on... You know what? Eh, I'm gonna use this one instead. Just you know, so you can you can side sidestep those type of situations. Some people may think every chef wants to actually own a restaurant. I know that not to be true with all the stress, double bypasses, triple bypasses chefs have had before. Yeah. For you, you know, not even being 35 yet. Do you want to have your own restaurant? What's the goal for you? So, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I do want to have, have my own project, uh, one or two, one day, you know, up and running. Uh, but, you know, it's I, I always think I'm not ready. Uh, you know, there's always something else I need to work on, something else I need to improve on or something I'm, I'm missing uh, for me to take that final step and, you know, actually uh, take the leap. Uh, but no, hopefully, you know, hopefully one day I'll, I'll have a restaurant, you know, and I already have the mindset, the plan, everything built out, the menus, the layout. It's just, you know, putting putting it all, all into action. Now, the, the confidence part, that is nobody who's great ever is greater perfect. You're never perfect till you transition. And then everyone, oh, he was the greatest ever, right? Yeah. So we got to get that, that part out because you are where you are because you are great and it's in you. Um, and we all have things to improve. I look at being a chef, being a comedian, you're going to have some off nights. How do oh, yeah. you deal? How do you deal with that? Because a comedian, okay, I can jump back on stage 30 minutes later. Being a chef, it's like that thing wasn't right. Whether they caught it or not, I know but that's the best that I have. Like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you're always, there, there's always that, that split second of second guessing, you know, and, and it's, it's hard, uh, especially when you're cooking because, Everyone, pretty much everyone believes or thinks that they can cook. And, you know, and most, and a, good, a good amount of people can. You know, cook, I always, always tell everyone, you know, cooking isn't hard. Like, that's not the hardest part of my job. Cooking is easy. I love it. I was like, it is the, the, the consistency to it. Like, to, to be able to put out a hundred perfect plates one at a time, sure, whatever. But to do over a hundred for eight hours straight 
with XYZ pressure under these circumstances. It, it is the consistency and the outside elements. And you know, and 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 in the kitchen, if if something something gets sent back to us, that that's like the ultimate heartbreak. You know, it brings us the most joy to see a smile on someone's face when they take a bite out of something that you made. But when they when they make a frown, oh my God, it's like, you know, it's like one of the worst feelings ever because not only did you know you you let them down, you let yourself down too because you know you put it pretty much put a piece of your soul on that plate. There was art on that plate. There was love on that plate. And unfortunately, it, it just didn't translate over. And now, you you know, you start reworking it or rethinking it to yourself. Like, what did I do wrong? But it could have just been a matter of perception. So and and from the kitchen and you guys would have to see how the kitchen is open air. You, you really think you could be in a TV show if they wanted to make one there. That's a hint if they haven't done it already. Um, but but can you see like from the kitchen? The, you know, the expression on the face and, and you can tell even while you're in the zone. Oh, yeah. No, we're we're 100 percent paying attention, man. Don't don't think that we're not noticing uh, everything with it within our view. We are 100 percent focused no matter, you know, what the case might be. You know, like I'll, I'll be exploring as you saw me uh, when when you were in and, you know, I'll, I'll turn around. I'm always examining the dining room to see, you know, is that table almost done or oh they got dirty silver, dirty plates. We need to get this swapped out real quick. Uh, but like if, if I ever see anyone like pushing food back and forth on the plate, I am like instantly going over to that table. I have a talk with them because there, there, there's something wrong and it might not be us and it might not be them. But there, there's something wrong and there's, there's a disconnect and that has to be fixed because the most important thing is if, you know, in, in our industry, in our profession, we're trying to give you an, an experience where we're, we're trying mm. to enrich your life and that's our main goal and if we're unable to do that you know we're, we're gonna hell or high water we're gonna find a way to make this shit work now talk about making things work talk about making things work you know you cook in a place where it's a celebrity chef um you know people are coming in here that look like me like oh i want some soul food and you know i can't fly to new york and go to justin's if puffy even still has it open right um right. He could shut it down anytime, or whether it's in Atlanta or New York now. I don't know. It's been a minute. But um, cooking appropriation, you know, most of the staff look like us, most of the, you know, many of the chefs. But I mean, you can almost teach somebody to cook anything. I have found that, you know, Koreans now call their food soul food. We got what your capital is. But when Black people open up a Chinese place, say in Los Angeles, black folks are opening up a Chinese place, or in Stewart, uh, in Martin County, you open up a pizza place. It's like, you know, do you think there's even a such thing as cooking appropriation? Or should we all be able to cook whatever the heavens would because we're that good? Uh, So, you know, I think that is all a matter of perception. And, And for me, like, Food is, is, is like music. It's one of those great things to where it, it can link any nationality, any ethnicity, any culture, any background, any religion. Like it, food brings people together. It, it, is, it is like the, the great gatherer of sorts. And, you know, I would happily, you know, take anyone's interpretation of, of soul food uh, j- just because I, I would love to see how 
their life and how the things that they have experienced in their life has been translated on onto the plate. Uh, you know, how I make collard greens is way different than how my grandmother makes collard greens. She probably wouldn't even eat my collard greens if she saw some of the stuff I put in them. You know, she's like, fish sauce? What, what, what the hell is fish? What? No, that doesn't, no. You know, but it's like, it's, it's one of those things to where, I, you know, it's food is so pliable and malleable like a soul. And just to try and put it into a box, I think, is is un unfair to, to food itself, but also the people that, that love cooking it. You know, I, I I know plenty of people who aren't black who, who can fry chicken better than me. You know, and it's and I'm asking them like, you know, so what kind of flour did you use? Like, what what's going on? You know, and it's because everyone has a trick. Every every culture has has a technique or something new, and and I just want to learn it all. So it doesn't bother me who you are or what you are. You cook amazing food. I want to have it. I want you to teach me, please. Okay, and I have to ask that question because now that I even think about it, you know, I saw, I guess, Paula Patton got some stuff about how she fried some chicken. And I'm yeah. like, really knows? Is it, yeah. and it, oh, is her, isn't her mother white? And does that matter? You know, okay, if she didn't wash the chicken, that matters. But, you know, <laughs> that that is a, it's just like a silly argument because when you yeah. hear a Robin Thicke or Adele come on, half the time you don't know and exactly oh, that's you yeah. know it, you yeah. know but at the, you know but it has to go both ways because if we want to cook yeah. food, you know right. let's cook mexican food it's bueno yeah. but now the best is yet to come for you because you're you're still again young you you haven't even hit half of your goals um before you're 40 i'm gonna put that much pressure on you what is a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future uh so it's it's you know it's a good thing that you say that like whenever i go go back home uh, i always uh find time to to dedicate at least a day or two to my old uh to my old high school and my uh career center because I like to donate hours to, to the staff and to the kids there. You know, uh, when I was working back home in DC, my instructor, she would, you know, whichever kids that she felt were, you know, the, the most exceptional, she would literally send them up to me, uh, you know, on, on their off days from school or after hours or on weekends. And I would help them train for competitions, uh, you know, for states and regionals, or I would just help, help them improve or, you know, just nurture and tutor them. Uh, so that's something that I would like to continue to keep doing, uh, you know, even even now in Miami or wherever I go next. Uh, you know, I have a friend. She uh, she teaches at Miami Dade and, you know, we, we get to go back and forth. And every time, you know, whenever I have some free time, you know, I'll pop in for a class and just, you know, talk and work with students. Uh, for me, I think that would be my 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 goal is, is my gift is just to help the next generation of cooks and chefs, because I just. Things, things are changing for better, or for worse. Things are changing, especially uh, on the food scene. And I just, you know, I, I want to be part of it and I want to just see the next generation grow. Now, since you brought up teaching, are we going to ever see you maybe do your own curriculum? Because I tell people monetize your life. So if right. you're teaching students, why not put the Pivo camera with the tripod and capture that? Or maybe, you know, you meet enough people in the restaurant where you call the full uh, film team from Black Ink Miami. 
Right. Oh, I'm going to be doing this. Like, would you ever put some courses together or even have some, you know, classes where people can come learn from you? Uh, you know, like, sure. I mean, like, it's, it's funny because whenever you're in the kitchen, you're, you're literally learning and teaching every day. Some, sometimes you're the teacher and some days you're, you're the student. It, it really, really depends on the situation. Uh, but like, for me, I, I would love to do it just to do it. It doesn't have to be a, a TV or a camera behind it. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those, those good deeds that, you know, deep down, <clears throat> you, you, you know what you're doing is good and for the, and for the betterment of a human being. So, uh, you know, who knows, who knows? Okay. I want you guys to go to Anthony Jones underscore 92 and put the pressure on because Everybody seems to be, whether it's on Groupon or on their website and, you know, things just grow. And I've talked to, I've had other chefs on and they're like, you know, I liked having my own restaurant, but I really like getting paid $16,000 a night and I can kind of pick and choose when I want to work. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice paycheck for one night of work. Um, so, so I just, I just asked that and I want the, you know, let the people yeah. push you uh, for, for that the well I'm, I'm actually one one of the, like the weird chefs like i for me personally i love the restaurant sitting i love the the you know the four walls the brick and mortar the because for me it's it, it's a dance and, it, and it's it's chaos all going on at the same time and i i don't get that same feeling unfortunately when i'm outside of the restaurant when, when, when i'm teaching it's 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 one feeling when i'm in the restaurant it's a totally different feeling but like when i'm outside it's 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 just not the same because it, it doesn't have that same combination of going you know like the stress the chaos uh the the beautifulness of the experience the the scenery the sitting like it's it's amazing how like it's a web and it all works together wow okay so anthony has told if if he is single, he has told y'all he likes a little chaos. It's a lot of you who love chaos to run to and bother with that, you know. Um, so, yeah, that the chaos he can deal with, all the drama and the this and that. Yes, he needs to stay, you know, stay alive. I got it. I got it. Can you tell the people how you got your, you know, current position? Were you recruited? Did you apply? How did that work? Uh, so I, I applied, you know, I was working in D.C. and I was uh, coming down to Miami to make a move, change things up a bit. And uh, I worked with a re recruiting agency, uh, you know, and they filtered out a few places for me. And they were like, oh, um, they're like, there's a chef from New York. and He's putting a concept down in Miami. You know, you might be interested. You might not. I was like, oh, what is it? They're like, oh, it's Red Rooster. I said, uh, Marcus Samuelson. They're like, yeah. I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's jump on it because, you know, you never know. And so, you know, I applied. Uh, I, you know, I got I got my position. But unfortunately, the, the build out of the restaurant got delayed. So, you know, I worked at a few other restaurants here in Miami until Red Rooster finally opened. Wow. Wow. Just like that. So it could happen for you guys wherever you are, you know, just to apply. Because sometimes people will put you on a pedestal and say it must be nice anthony to work under you know and it must be you know how people can get especially yeah, yeah. our our folks um, no, for right, sure, for sure. yeah right right after that they say hey you got a couple dollars i can i can borrow <laughs> yeah. so I mean, that's i mean that's uh luckily and happily i can say that with with marcus and working working with marcus it's you know you get what you put in 
you know, it's, and he will, he will help and, and nurture you every step of the way, but like you have to want it. That hunger has to be there. No one, no one can make you hungry. Either you are, or you aren't. And, and the people that are, are, are the hungriest, they are willing to grind and do those hours and put in the work and the dedication to achieve whatever goal that they, they want to accomplish. Well, talking about that hunger, let's say for the 15 year old kid who says, you know, I don't even want to go to school. I really know how to do this and I'm good. And I, or maybe the 17 year old kid, I knew guys at 17 who are working at, you know, uh, very nice restaurants in the Bay area. And yeah. I know what I know. Do you think you have to go to school to be, you know, to be great? Right. Uh, I honestly, I, I don't believe that you, you have to go to school because not everyone fun functions and operates in a school setting. Everyone learns differently. So I think it's, it's unfair to say that you need schooling to be successful because if, the drive is there. If the compassion is there, if if the mindset is there, then school or not, you're going to accomplish what the hell you want to accomplish. And you know, like you said, uh, you know, there there are plenty of, of badass chefs and cooks out there who never attended school and who have accomplished amazing things. So it's it's you know, you just have to go in it with the mindset of I may not know everything, and that that's fine. Like just be honest with yourself. I I don't know everything, and I'm I learn stuff every day but you have to be open to learning every day you know be willing to take that that ass kicking on a saturday night shift because you didn't do something properly but learn from it you know like don't don't keep making the same mistake over and over again learn from those mistakes no this this is great i i, I might end with this question i want to know for all those people so before they even come into the restaurant and they say right. you know what i'm about to open up a diner let me see if i can take anthony on or I, I have a cruise ship and I want to see if if I can take him away because you know great people are always being pulled in every direction Anthony I got you know X amount of dollars can you come do my thing right now you seem very comfortable you seem like you're still you know you're you're learning and you're getting so much you know game and influence in a great city to those people who will say let me see if i can pull you away to open up my denny's what would you say to them um you know before they come to you what would you say i would you know i would say you know i'm thank you for first off thank you you know i'm, I'm very appreciative of that opportunity and of that offer uh, you know, what, whatever the case might be. Uh, but I, I'm also very, very stubborn, stubborn sadly. sadly. And, you know, like I, I can't leave in any project until I've accomplished what I want to accomplish. And I haven't done that yet with Rooster. So, you know, it's, it's still, I still have plans. It's still a work in progress on certain things I want to get done. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always open to talk to anyone about anything. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll never, I'll never tell anyone no, definitely. Um, but for right now, you know, I'm, I'm happy at Rooster. I'm happy with Marcus. I'm happy with the team. You know, it's, it, it's a great team. And, you know, I'm, I'm still, still building the team. And, you know, I, I just, I'm looking forward to watching them grow some more. Man, this is beautiful. I can't wait to see those even come over across to Africa. You pick a 54 countries, you know, we yeah. need it before before, you know, others try to come and put their roots down because it's so much sweeter, you guys, in Africa. I tell you this, come join us on one of our tours or just come join us, period. But I thank you for coming on. Let the people know where they can connect with you. 
Uh, yeah. So, you know, as you said, Anthony Jones underscore 92 on, on, and on Instagram, um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I don't really have much more social media. I'm, I'm actually very bad at it. Uh, to be honest, I, I do need to work on that some more. Uh, and I'm always at the restaurant, you know, if you ever want to come in say hi, ask me a question or whatever, I'm always e- easily approachable. And I concur with that. And that's a beautiful thing because some folks would have, you know, had their beret, not that he had a beret in their scarf and said, you think I talk during dinner service? (laughs) You know, so very approachable young man. You guys, whether you are listening on iHeart, iTunes, our latest partner at AYV Radio in Freetown, Sierra Leone, or even YouTube, kick up. Make sure you share this game with somebody. It will change their life. Be blessed, y'all. Hi, guys. I'm Kai Gabiam from the Diaspora Channel, a lover of Africa. If you love Africa as well, and you would love to visit one day or to relocate to Africa, there is a course out there for you. And this course is my first trip to Africa, a course well put together by a seasoned traveler, Kellen Cash Coleman. This course is designed to prepare you to travel better, which will save you both time and money. And the great news is this course costs only $20, guys. It can't get any better. Go right now and enroll to this course at www.diversifygame.com. Don't miss out. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.